In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. At last, at last, it's happening. It was not supposed to take a few days shy of 17 months to get this child baptized. But COVID just sort of did have its way with all of us, didn't it? It rather disrupted life. But here we are slowly getting back on track, and all of us are reminded, as Lane is learning, we are just not as in charge of our lives as we might like to think we are. I have known Marissa for a very long time now, ever since the beginning of her Yale Divinity School uh, three years, which began in, we figure, 2008. We have walked and prayed together through many miles of life. We have climbed Episcopal mountains together and gone back down into the valley more than once. We've shared frustrations and sorrows. We've shared laughter and tears. And from the time Lynn arrived on the scene and broke into Marissa's life, we have given thanks for the love that God has given them to share in their marriage and now in their motherhood. And today, we have finally come to yet another mountaintop as together we baptize Lane and officially welcome her as a member of the body of Christ. I grew up in New York City. I'm in a cradle Episcopalian. Sundays in my childhood meant church without fail. My mother heartily disliked this routine. She did it because church is good for you. I remember how she groaned every time she saw there was a baby gowned in white in the front pew. <laughs> oh, no, not again, she'd say. Now the service is going to be even longer. I think she must have thought there were better things to do on a Sunday morning than go to church and especially to a baptism. Clearly, no one had helped my mother see the importance and the joy of church and baptism. All these years later, I have come to believe that baptism is one of the single most important and meaningful events in each of our lives. And I'm not just saying that because I happen to be a clergy person. From the moment we are baptized, no matter what our age when that happens, at our baptism, even if we don't realize it, we are changed. In my era, that change meant hell insurance, which is to say the assurance that once I was baptized, I was promised I would not go to hell when I, was, when I died. What I now know is that even though there are times when many of us might feel like hell is right now, right here on earth, even when we feel the real or proverbial floodwaters coming up to our necks because of what we have done 
or what might have been done to us. In the waters of baptism, we die to all of that. We are made new. We come out of the baptismal waters washed cleaner of the muddy power of sin than any soap or Purell could ever make us. Our gracious God is merciful and forgiving and forgives our individual and collective wrongdoings. And the oil, the oil which is put on our foreheads after which we have been sprinkled, is what seals us as Christ's own forever and marks us, erases the mark of Cain and the cross put on our foreheads on Good Friday. In the Episcopal tradition, both of these are often... (laughs) Oh... In the Episcopal tradition, both the washing with the water and the anointing with the oil seem like small ritual actions. It's not like the Baptists who throw you in head first and submerge you completely in the water. But small though they seem, they signify infinitely. For now, at our baptisms, we are adopted and tangibly designated children of God, God whose love in Jesus Christ, who saves us, whose power through the Holy Spirit sustains us, will guide our lives for as long as we have breath to live. Welcomed into the body of Christ, we are made new creations by our loving God. And today, on Lane's behalf, As new creations, we renew our pledge to live lives of giving and reconciliation, mercy and forgiveness, seeking a more just world. We promise to be caretakers of one another and of creations and to forgive each other when we blow it, which we will. There is nothing more important or more full of meaning in this life that Lane's moms could give her than the gift of a strong Christian faith and life shared in a Christian community of love. There is also nothing more challenging than living out the baptismal promises we make together, especially in these times which are so divisive and so destructive. We will do what we can only with God's help. Marissa and Lynn know the importance of this community in their bones. Even Lane's name speaks to their belief in the importance of life in the Christian faith and taking that life seriously. I wonder if you know about her name. Lane is named for Lynn's adored Aunt Lane, who loved Lynn into being the beautiful person she is today. Madeleine is French for Magdalene, as in Mary Magdalene, the first person, a woman, 
to recognize the risen Christ when he called her by name after his resurrection. Lynn and Marissa's prayer is that Lane will hear Jesus call to her as she grows older. But what's also important about Mary Magdalene is this, a note from Marissa. Marissa tells me that in very recent scholarship, it seems to be revealed that Magdala, the town from which Mary Magdalene is said to have come, probably wasn't a place at all. Rather, Magdala was a title, an honorific, in Aramaic meaning the tower. I love to imagine how different the Christian tradition and the Christian church might be if we had grown up knowing that Jesus built its foundation not just on Peter the Rock, but also on Mary the Tower. And imagine being her namesake. In the Gospel reading today, you might recognize it as a traditionally Easter reading, not one that we necessarily associate with baptism. But notice Mary Magdalene there at the tomb. She's hard to see, apparently not terribly tower-like as we might picture it. The resurrection itself happened in darkness. There wasn't sunlight yet that day. No human being seems to have witnessed the resurrection. But unlike the other disciples, Mary Magdalene chose to remain in that darkness, a tower in courage, a tower in the willingness to bear her grief at Jesus' death. It was because she stayed that she was the first to see Jesus. In the context of a baptism, where the light of Jesus' resurrection shines bright, we are adopted into his body, the church, and she is a tower of the hope of seeing Jesus that comes with being a part of the body of Christ. Mary Magdalene gives us strength to cling to resurrection, hope especially in these times of darkness and despair as our nation is so badly divided. In my own life, Jesus most frequently comes in the darkness. Sometimes it takes a long time to recognize he's even there. He doesn't look like I expect him to look. He disappears again just when I try to grab hold of him. But when he does come, and when he calls my name, I recognize him, and often I discover he has shown me something new about myself and my life and made me again and again a new creation. Like all of us, Lane too will experience her times of darkness, her struggles, her losses, her disappointments. Baptism is not a ticket to Disneyland but it is the promise that the darkness, whatever it is, will never define her. It is not, has not, and will not define any one of us. Darkness will never have the last word. 
Yes, sometimes we'll try to run away as fast as we can, and sometimes we'll wonder if we just dreamt up the whole story of Jesus and based our lives in fantasy. But if we are willing to sit in the darkness with whatever baggage and whatever questions we carry with us and allow ourselves to be held by the prayers and faith of our community, one day we too will hear the risen one call our name. He comes to the lost and rejected, the sorrowful and the sinners. In other words, to all of us. He will lead us into new life and hope, and as he called Mary Magdalene by name, so he has called each one of us, and now is calling Lane to that new life with him, a life of compassion and mercy, service and reconciliation, lived in Christian community. <clears throat> For this we give thanks and feel joy. May Mary the tower and Peter the rock be the shoulders on which you all stand in your walk of faith. May you know and be a channel for the love of God in Christ through the ministries to which you have found yourselves called. And may you be unfailing in your support of Lane, Lynn, and Marissa, and each other in your lives in Christ. Amen.